When was the last time you forgave somebody? Do you remember how you felt? Do you remember how they felt? Do you even remember what it was about? Whatever you're doing right now, just pause for a few minutes. Whatever you're going through, whatever pain was caused against you, or if you caused it against them, listen to these words. I promise you, there is hope. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. There are plenty of verses that demonstrate God's love for us. And the Bible has many verses that define love. It's not just in Corinthians chapter 13. While there are many attributes that display acts of love, or shall we say actions of love, 
the root of love is found in verse 5. which reads love does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful when you are resentful you are harboring pain and anger and bitterness you know, in other versions of the Bible, that word resentful is substituted with wrongdoings or keeps no records, keeps no record of wrongs. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. How is it possible to not keep a record of wrong? Think about the worst pain that was ever caused against you by someone. Have you truly forgotten about that pain? Probably not. Am I right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be thinking about it right now. This is one of the iniquities of being a human being. While we are blessed with a powerful memory, our deficiencies, our sinful nature, we tend to dwell in negative thoughts. It's a very dangerous practice. You see, when you truly forgive someone, you remember their wrongdoings no more. This is the ultimate testimony of love. Imagine for a second if Jesus said, Yes, I came to this world to take away all of your anger, all of your sin, all of your hatred, all of your sorrow and pain, all of your iniquities. But I will never forget what you've done, especially against me. Can you imagine that for a second? That's an oxymoron, right? That's contradictory. Because on the one hand, Jesus came to take away all of those iniquities. But then, if you were to say, I will never forget what you did, that's not forgiveness. And ultimately, that's not compassion and love and grace, which is God himself, by the way. God is love. And what is love? It's grace and forgiveness. I love this word forgive. If you actually break it down into two words, we are supposed to be for giving, right? So think of the act of giving. What instances do you give to another? 
one way most of us will probably remember is gift giving during Christmas, for example. We just love giving gifts to another person that we love. Sometimes for practical reasons, because you knew that they needed it. And sometimes for pure enjoyment and fascination, because you just love them. You didn't need or require a reason, which is the reason in itself. But whatever instance of giving you have done, the point is, is that you were for giving. In other words, you are rooting for, you are constantly in the action of giving. When you give, it changes your heart and it changes your mind and it changes your attitude because you are not thinking about yourself. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some people out there that don't have that motivation and that's not giving, right? Some people give gifts to others for favors, right? This is one of the tragedies of the business world. There's never a deal done without something in return, right? You're not going to help somebody or a company or make a deal with a company if you don't get something in return. Now, obviously, it's a business world, so they need to make some type of living. But that's also the problem. Because you expect something in return. Whatever it may be. Not necessarily monetary gain. So, in many ways, forgiveness is a defiance of selfishness. But ironically, it is also a practice where it forces us to be self-reflective. This is what forgiveness does. It forces us to evaluate ourselves and be mindful of what and who we are forgiving. We have to be for giving, not against giving. This is truly grace. It's gracious. Graciousness. I want to end this segment with a category that affects at least half of married couples or formerly married couples in the United States. And that's divorcees. Now, I am divorced and I'm not proud of it. Sometimes, yes, I do feel some sadness at times when I think about the days that I used to be married. And even though the Lord has healed me and given me hope and a much more fulfilled life, I still get occasionally sad when I think about when I used to be married. And no matter how long time goes by, it hurts. But Jesus gave me hope. Hope knowing that I could live a life that is according to his commandment. And this is the commandment that Jesus gives. 
in John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus showed his love for us by forgiving us. And whether you like it or not, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, you are commanded in the name of Jesus to forgive one another. This is how you love people. And this is how you love your former spouse, husband or wife. You not only apply this concept to broken marriages, but broken relationships in general. Whether it's between you, your aunts, your cousins, your uncles, your parents, your children. Whatever pain was caused between you two, Jesus tells us and commands us to, to love one another by forgiving each other. It is one of the most difficult life lessons you'll ever learn and experience, but it is transformational. It is life-saving. You know, I could have easily been a man living in constant bitterness and constant fear and constant anger against another person. Especially when it comes to dating again. I could have easily carried all of that bitterness into a potential relationship in the future. But thank God Almighty that He restored my soul and restored my heart and took away every single sadness and bitterness and anger and doubt. My tears are only of joy now and I am so thankful that I serve a God that absolutely loves me and will remember my sins no more. Those are the tears that I cry now. Out of graciousness, out of thankfulness. And my heart is truly happy, even though technically these episodes sound like I'm very serious and calm. And I am calm. But I'm also a very happy man. And a very joyful man, by the way. <laughs> if you don't believe me, check out some of my other episodes and uh, other readings that I do. There is only one type of definition of love that really matters. Only one type of altruistic love, and that is God's love. And God's love is graciousness, is grace, mercy, 
ultimately peace. Whatever you've done in your past, whatever pain you've caused, whatever pain was caused against you, know, first of all, that God loves you and has forgiven you. All that you need to do is ask God to forgive you. Break down and cry. Let God come into your heart and instruct you how to live. Read the Bible. Spend some time praying. And listen to what is being spoken to you. And I promise you, your life will change forever. And you will be whole and at peace. No matter what, never forget that God loved you first. And He will always love you. As long as you call Him Father. Have a great day.